everyone. Welcome to Pink Shade, the podcast where we talk about all the shows we're addicted to, plus the reality stars we love, even when we're giving them the side eye. If you have some secrets to tell or some shade to throw, come sit next to me. Today's episode is a Bravo extravaganza. That was my best Oprah impression. Uh, West Coast mama, Emily Horbacher, will be joining me to dish on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, Real Housewives of New Jersey, and Vanderpump Rules, which I think this season is bringing it. And we're going to do a little chatting about where reality TV has been, where we think it's going, and um, the future of Housewives. Lissa and I talked about this on a recent podcast, and I've really been thinking about it a lot So we're going to dive into all of it today. Fun fact. Thanks, Evelyn. I can't stop saying fun fact now ever since Evelyn made that a little bit more famous on 90 Day Fiance. But anyway, fun fact. Emily and I went to nearby high schools in South Central Pennsylvania, and we think we might have actually played each other in sports, although she was on the field hockey team, which was very cool, and I was on the very uncool softball team in the even more uncool position of catcher with full mask and gear on. So... That's our story. I think it's only natural that life has pulled us back together to discuss our newest sport, watching reality TV. Emily and I had a ton to talk about, so let's get right to it. Oh, but first, a quick reminder to follow me at Erin Leah Martin on Twitter and Instagram and join our Pink Shade with Erin Martin Facebook group. Just send me a request. I'll let you right in unless you're Slade Smiley or Brooks Ayers. Otherwise, come on in. We're chatting about reality TV, cults, ghost stories, all of the shady stuff going on out there. Also, Read my recaps on realitytea.com and check me out on The Jenny McCarthy Show every week on Sirius XM Channel 109. Jenny and I dish about The Real Housewives pretty much every week. Next episode with her will be coming up on Monday. Hey, Emily. I'm so glad you're here today talking with me. Hi, Erin. Thank you for having me. This is exciting. Yeah, I'm so excited that we actually get to talk in person because I feel like you and I have been at least Twitter buddies for maybe a year or so, I want yes. to say. Yeah, yes, I believe so. And you are... It's, a, it's, a, it's amazing how many people you've become friends with over Twitter when you have common grounds such as reality television. I know. I feel like I bond with people over reality TV more than anything else in my life. I mean, more than mom groups more than I'm, I'm in the school world too, more than like teaching anything. Reality TV is what brings us all together in my world, at least. Yes, mine too. And, and none of my mom friends watch reality TV. So it's exciting to find people that do. I know exactly. And I find that, so you also listen to Jenny McCarthy. You're a fan of her show on Sirius XM, right? Yes. Huge fan. Yeah, me too. And I find that like her dipping her toe into the reality TV world has been like the perfect crossover because we're all just, I don't know, we all sort of, we like the same things and I like the shoes into the spirituality stuff and then we talk about these housewives, you like on two sides of the coin, it's so hilarious to me, but it works. Yeah, yes, I love it. I 
I download all of her shows and I listen to them when I'm out for my walks and and sometimes I do get to listen to it live and I have called in in the past and it's great when you make her laugh. I love making her laugh because it's like kind of validation that you're a little bit funny. Yeah, right. Right. You're like, okay, I'll just carry that through my day with me now. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So you are actually in California. I'm in Wisconsin, but we grew up, well, at least I went to high school really close to you in South Central Pennsylvania. Yes, yes. I grew up in a small town south of Gettysburg called Littlestown, and I've heard of your high school. I think we played against them whenever our schools would go into like the states or districts. But um, but yes, I, I've definitely heard of the area. Yeah, and, and we I go, go ahead. To park every, we would go to Hershey Park every year in the summer. Okay, so I worked at Hershey Park every summer. I worked on the kitty rides, worst job ever, hashtag measles, mumps, rubella, chicken pox. I got it all. And then even though I was vaccinated against everything, it was crazy. And then I also worked on the water rides during one of the coldest summers ever to come to the tri-state area. We were like in sweatshirts the entire summer working on water rides. And it was like, the weird inside fact about working at an amusement park is that you get to know how much those fucking rides break down and you won't ride any of them after working there. I think I may have you beat in the most disgusting job because during summers in college, I would work at the Oots potato chip factory. <gasps> Hashtag felt like grease. Oh Ugh. my God. You worked at, okay. That is my favorite chip. Listeners out there right now are just going to have to, oh my gosh, just give me a moment to take that in because I actually have complained for 20 years in being displaced from the South Central Pennsylvania area that I cannot get Utz potato chips or any Utz products. I, someone actually mailed me through the postal service a barrel, not a bag, a barrel of Utz potato chips a few years ago because I was so sad and like posting it on social media like some loser like if only I could have some Uts and someone actually mailed them to me a friend of the family because she felt so bad for me yes they they are delicious but when you have to stand there and pick the bad ones up from the fryer and bag them it, they're the it's <laughs> disgusting <laughs> but they are good I will give you that they are good you probably never want to look at another one in your whole life no, I did two summers and two Christmas breaks at the potato chip factory. Oh, my God. And see, whoever wasn't working – so I was in the Hershey area, a town next to it called Palmyra. That was my high school. And so everybody worked at Hershey Park in the summer, and then people's parents worked at the chocolate factory or at the Herco businesses because there's resorts and everything else in Hershey. And people around there are, like, so sick of chocolate, they want to kill themselves. So it's the same with chocolate. Yeah. I I never, I myself, I, I never got sick of chocolate. It's still, I, I have no problem with it. But, yeah. The whole town actually smells like chocolate when it's going to rain. It does. Yes. yes. Isn't that weird? Yeah. You'd be like, rain's and coming. The whole town of Littlestown smells like the Spring Grove paper factory when it's going to rain. And that's not as pleasant as chocolate. I have heard that paper factories smell like ass. They do. They do. Yes. And so 
during when it right before it was supposed to rain. My whole town smelled like gas. And <laughs> fun fact, when I was about four or five years old. My neighbor took me to York to go shopping with her. And of course, I did everything she told me to do. So we were driving through Spring Grove and she told me to yell out the window, how can you people live in this town? It smells like shit. <laughs> so here was a little girl yelling out the window. How do you live here? It smells like shit. Oh, my God. This was in York, Pennsylvania? Yes. Do you know, you probably know this, being a Pennsylvania girl like myself. So Live, the band Live from York. Yes. They wrote that yes. song, Shit Town, about York. Yes. Oh, my God. Yeah. Well, it's all—it's a full circle 90s moment for me right now. I remember listening it to is. that song and being like, yeah, I get it. Even though, you know what? I grew up there, too, so no shade to anyone in South Central PA. It's a lovely place. I love it. I never want to live there again, but I love it. It's its always in my heart. My parents still live in Gettysburg. But, um, but yeah, two weeks there is good for me. I'm, I'm good to come back to the West Coast. Yeah. Well, if you and I are ever there at the same time, Let's do a Ghosts of Gettysburg tour because I'm obsessed oh, with that. Everywhere. Yes. I will take you everywhere because I know where everything is. I used to do that all the time when I was in high school. That place is haunted as hell. Yes. For sure. And I know where all the spots are. Did you ever live in a house there that was questionable? No. Okay. No, no, no. Not, not in Littlestown. Um, oh, yeah. You were outside of Gettysburg. That's right. Yes. My parents live in a new development now, so they don't live in a creepy house, but uh, I know where all the ghosts are. Yeah. Oh my God. The the creepiest house I lived in was in Palmyra, Pennsylvania. But anyway, we got to get to reality TV. We got to do a whole yeah. other thing on Gettysburg ghosts though, because ooh, I love that. Oh God, I love that <laughs> stuff. I could go so deep on the Gettysburg ghosts. All right. So let's just talk about a little bit of your reality TV or your history with reality TV. What first sucked you into this crazy world of reality TV watching? Honestly, Kristen Cavalieri, Laguna Beach. Yeah. And Shane Keogh. Shane. I was obsessed with Shane Keogh. Oh my God, was he hot. Gina's Wait, Gina's son. Are you talking about Gina's yeah. son? Yes. Okay. I'm flashing yeah. back to season one. And I think he was on seasons one through three, maybe, of Real Housewives of yeah. Orange County, right? And he was often shirtless. He was often shirtless. Joe, the young housewife, girlfriend of Slade, didn't she kind of flirt with him at one point? Yes, she did. Remember, she had him like shoot rabbits out of her yard or something? Yes. Yes, he was the grumpy baseball player. I mean, Gina was married, or her ex-husband was that other grumpy baseball player. But I remember Shane being super hot, too. Super grumpy, though. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And so I I just, I loved Laguna Beach. I loved the OC for, you know, scripted TV. So when Laguna Beach came out, I was just completely obsessed. Plus, I used to watch the real world a lot. I always wanted to be on the real world, but I never had the balls to try out for it. Really? But so um, you would want to do a show? No, I don't think so. Uh, I think that my life is so boring that no one would watch it. No one would watch it. But <laughs> I think that if I were on the real world back in my 20s, yeah, I probably would have embarrassed 
my entire family and everyone that I knew because I was the girl that danced on the bars and showed off things that she shouldn't have showed off. So oh, you would have been a perfect cast member for the later real I, worlds, especially like after Vegas. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Yes, I would have been. And Vegas was one of my favorites. I was more like a Trishel in Vegas, probably. Yes, Trishel. Oh my God. Everything changed after the after Vegas. I feel like that was the turning point for real world. Yes. Then it kind of got boring. I liked San Diego and I liked Chicago. My all-time favorite was like the season two Los Angeles because I loved Aaron, the surfer guy. I always wanted to be Kelly Taylor. I always knew that I wanted to live in California. Yeah. And I wanted to be Kelly Taylor. I wanted to own my own PR company. And um, I just thought that surfer dudes were so hot. And I liked Aaron from Real World. And then, you know, that Tammy woman, she was on the Real World. And she's on one of those basketball wives shows now. Is she really? You know, I've never watched Basketball Wives, and I, I always see it, and I mean to because it looks really juicy, but I remember her being the one with the jaw wired shut. Am I right about that? Yes. Okay. And I remember thinking, even in my young 20-something-year-old brain, like, that's probably not the best weight loss plan to do, especially on camera. You're Like, people are never going to forget that shit about you. I've actually had my jaw wired shut. You have and not. It sucks. I have. Yes, I had jaw surgery when I was 15. Had my jaw wired shut, had to drink everything through a straw, and I couldn't eat solid foods for 12 weeks. So I know what it's like, and it sucks. It looks like it sucks. Okay, but you had to do it because of jaw surgery. You weren't doing it for some crazy weight loss plan like she was. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> she I, her, hers was elective wiring. Elective wiring shut. Yes. Which is ridiculous. That's ridiculous. And I truly don't think she'll ever be known for anything more than that. So you're saying she's on basketball wives. Is so if people out there yeah. watch her, they probably still reference her as the girl who wired her jaw shut. I guarantee you. I that. don't know. That was a good twenty five years ago. So I don't think that the kids these days would know about that. You know, that's true. It would just be a, us older ladies, let's say, yes. who, who have that and think, memory. Thinking that that came out 25 years ago makes me want to cry right now. I can't even. When they when they say, like, Jersey Shore reunion after blankety blank blank years, I'm like, no, 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 no. That show is just on, yo. Like, I just watched that. But it wasn't. It totally wasn't. Oh, my God. Anyway, okay, let's move on to Housewives. What has been your favorite housewife city? It doesn't have to be a, a, a season that's been good recently, but overall, if you had to pick only one housewife city to stay on the air, what would it be? Um, I'm a huge fan of Beverly Hills just because I love the lifestyle, but my favorite of all time is early New Jersey. Oh my gosh. I, I've talked before about how I really love early New Jersey too. What did you love it for? I love the Manzos. I am a huge fan of the Manzos. I watched Manzoed with children. I liked seeing their family dynamic. I liked, well, when Dina and Carolyn were speaking as sisters, I don't know what their relationship is now, but I really liked that dynamic of having the Larita Manzo family all together. Yeah. Yeah. When, 
when things were good though, or at least a little bit better. Yeah. And, and I enjoy stupid Teresa. I don't like the new Teresa who is so calculated about everything that she does and says. I like the Teresa that says ingredients and <laughs> that, you know, whatever else she said, that was just some ridiculous. Yeah. I, I liked that Teresa, the one that got bubbies, you know, I miss that Teresa. I remember when she got her bubbies and she used to give her little daughters, her daughters, uh, lip gloss as a bribing tool. Yeah. Give her lip gloss. I know. Just give her some lip gloss. She'll be fine. But I remember that too. And I, I, you know what though, Teresa has come out of the gate with some good, stupid sayings this season. Have, have you seen the most recent? Well, no, it was like a couple weeks ago when she's like, she called me an adultery. And I was like, Oh, thank you, Teresa. I was, I was missing your idiocy. You know, it doesn't come out all the time, but when it does, I just, I just wanted to give her a little slow clap. And they go together like oil and vinegar. Right. Which is, I know, a throwback to Ramona just this season saying the same thing. Ramona's kind of like the sharper tool in the Teresa shed. I mean, they both they both mangle their language so badly. The only excuse that, you know, Ramona has none. At Teresa, at least, it's her second language, English, you know. So I get it more with her. Exactly, exactly. But if there was, speaking of Ramona, if there was one housewife I would get rid of, it is Ramona, dear God. Really? So why does she rub you the wrong way so bad? I know that she brings great television, but the balls on that woman, she just has this air about her that she is better than everybody else. And everyone has to know how amazing and wonderful and rich and that, you know, if you have to say, I'm not a bad person, I'm not a mean person, you're a mean person. I, yeah, I get, I get that. I, I agree. Ramona in real life is someone I would never want to stand next to in an elevator or maybe even be in the same huge warehouse size room as, but for me, I do, I do want to keep her on New York. I know it sounds terrible. Like she makes me so mad when I watch her, but I still have the love to hate thing with her. I don't outright hate her yet, but it sounds okay. like you've crossed over. You've crossed over. You're, you're done with her. I'm, I'm done though. Dunzo with Ramona. Yes. Who's your favorite? Who's your absolute favorite housewife? Lately, it's been Sheree because she is coming out with some great one-liners. My my favorite was from last season when she went, hail to the no, to the no, no, no. Oh, Sheree. I thought, I didn't hear what you said at first. I'm like, Stray? Sheree. Oh my Sheree. God. She is the queen of gifts. I mean, everything she says turns into a gift. It's awesome. But of all times, I would have to say early Yolanda. And not because of the drama, but because she was just such or is such a beautiful, classy woman. I just thought that she exuded housewife. I don't I don't know why. I just loved early, not sick Yolanda, early Yolanda. Not bathrobe Yolanda. No. Okay. No. Like <laughs> lemons, hair in a ponytail, you know, white and yellow outfit, Yolanda. Okay. Yeah. When she was showing off that gorgeous house of hers and talking about her perfect marriage. See, for me, 
she rubbed me the wrong way because she was coming off as a little too perfect. And as we found out since then, her marriage with David Foster wasn't all it was cracked up to be. But I do agree with you. She was a good fit for that Beverly Hills prototype because she was beautiful. All of her surroundings were beautiful. It was like a hazy film was on her all of the time. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Like a lens, <laughs> like one of those like old Hollywood lenses where everything just looked extra pretty. <laughs> Who is your favorite of all time? I have a controversial favorite of Nene Leakes. I really do. And it's not because I think she's a good person. I don't think she's, uh, again, she's probably a person who would make me pee my pants a little bit if I were in her presence. But I, there's something about her. I love watching her on TV. I love her watching her. I love watching her be an idiot being, yeah. even when she's self aggrandizing, which she has crossed over into that terrible realm of thinking she's too important for the show she's on, which Bethany has too. I still yeah. love watching her. I would like when she comes on, I get a little bit more excited. And that just tells me that she, for some reason she works, she works on this kind of show. I can see that. I can see that. Uh, she was she was in my top five. Top five. Yeah. Would you? So, what are your thoughts on Bethany? She's always a polarizing figure. I am. I, I've always been Team Bethany. Yeah. I think that she is a great person to have on television because she is someone who actually shows people that. You need to work for what you want in this life. It's not just given to you. And I like the fact that when we met her, she had nothing. Or, you know, she didn't have nothing, excuse me. When we met her, she was just at the beginning. And now we've seen her success. And I really like that about Bethany. Yeah, she's got a little bit of the Cinderella story. I mean, she she didn't start in a destitute state, like she wants to make out sometimes. But I, I've been very open about being a Bethany fan too early on. I've really criticized her in the past couple of years for the reasons everyone has where she is right. same, same thing as Nini. I mean, they just, they take themselves too seriously. They think they're too good for the show. They, they think they could accuse everyone else of, everything in the world, but then they can't take any criticism. That's, that's basically both of their faults. I think their, their Achilles heel is not being able to take any kind of heat coming their way, but, but they both have really sharp tongues and they're both hilarious. And so they dish it out like crazy. Yeah. 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 yeah but, that's uh, the problem. I, but I like her. I like her when she, same thing with Nini for me that occurs when Bethany comes on the screen. I get a little bit more excited, even if she's got a crazy ass skinny girl snowboard in back of her head, it just makes me laugh at her more. I'm like, okay, this is like jump the shark, but I still want to see her, you know? I I think that the same thing has happened with Nini, Bethany, uh, Ramona, Vicky. They have been on for so long that they think that it's their show. Yeah, and, and would you apply that to Vicky Lisa Vanderpump? I, you know, I don't think I would apply it to Lisa. Okay, I don't know what. Okay, because Lisa Vanderpump can do no wrong in my eyes. I'm sorry, I love her. <laughs> it's true love. I, I want to be Lisa Vanderpump. What did What did Dina Manzo say once? She said, "I think that uh, she wants to skin me and wear me like last season's Versace." Yes. Or last season's Gucci, whatever. Yes. I, I want to do that to Lisa Vanderpump. 
I would just settle for being Jiggy or like one of the like non-Jiggies, the other nameless dogs. I would be one of those dogs in Lisa Vanderpump's house. Even her swans and her horses live better than I do. I know. And can you, you know what, let's, let's go ahead and turn to Beverly Hills. This is a good segue okay. because can, I just have to say right out of the gate, can you believe they're trying to make us believe that Lisa Vanderpump mops her own uh, bridge or whatever the hell that thing is out front? I mean, come on, bravo. That's what she has Rocia for. Exactly. And a slew of other servants. You know that she has a whole team working there just to like coif her hair. I mean, she's Lisa Vanderpump. She's fabulous. And they have her out there with a mop. I was like, is she even holding it right? Has she ever had one of those in her hands before? (laughs) I just want someone to vacuum my carpet or something. I don't know. I know. I want someone to wash the inside of my car. I mean, do you know how hard it is to find a place that will wash the inside of your car? And P.S., I'm in the winter in Wisconsin. Our cars could not be more filthy outside and inside. I want someone to do that for me. I would just, I would pay large money for that. Oh, but Lisa has it all. And so what do you, what do you think overall of Beverly Hills this season? Um, so far, I I think Beverly is kind of boring right now. Yeah. I, I do like Teddy. I think that she is a great addition, and I think she's going to be a good addition. I think that she should have been the 100th housewife. I think we ruined that on Peggy Salahi, or what, no, however you say the last name. No shit. Um, I think that she is beautiful. She is a, definitely looks like a younger, hotter Catherine Edwards. Do, okay, do, do you also think she looks a little bit like Kate Goslin? Like John a little bit. I plus eight. Yeah, a little bit. Okay. I um, but um, I think that it's first of all, I miss Mrs. Girardi. I want to see less Erica Jane and more Mrs. Girardi. Agreed. I like that aspect of her life. I think that she is becoming a character of Erica Jane. I think and so too. Yeah. The whole book storyline, that it's getting kind of boring. Um, I would rather see her in her house with Tom. I like seeing Tom scold her a little bit. That was kind of interesting. But, um, but yeah, I, I, I'm not loving this, the Erica Jane side. I know a lot of people like that side of her, but I like the Mrs. Girardi side. Because Beverly Hills is the classy um franchise exactly you know these are the real money these are the people that don't show off their real money and so I want to see the classier side of her not her and her team and doing her makeup and talking about her DSLs like I would rather see her with her husband and things like that I could not agree with you more. I think she's become a caricature. I think she's taken the wrong notes from her publicist or her manager, whoever is guiding her career here. Maybe it's her Mikey. her glam squad. Mikey is probably giving her every note. Who I, I can't even handle watching him on TV anymore. He's way too over the top. But yes. she is definitely, she, she it's like she she knows that the feedback about her is that she is not three-dimensional enough that she is not accessible enough, that she's cold. I mean, she even says it in tongue-in-cheek in her tagline this year about that's not ice in my veins, it's diamonds or whatever. But 
instead of showing us her real life, which is probably pretty fabulous all on its own and does include the Erica Jane crap. She's show, yes. she's she's going down this lifetime movie route with this book and telling us all about oh, her. Ugh. I'm like, I want to relate to that. And I can actually relate to a lot of the father stuff. I actually can relate to that personally. But I, I can't relate to her doing it. She doesn't even seem like she's into it. I agree. I agree. And I I think that she either needs to show the lady side and the classy side, or she needs to show the shady, I don't give a fuck side because this in between thing isn't working. No, it's not. And what do you think about her constantly reminding everyone in her interviews or her little comments here and there, how she doesn't like women. I don't fucking like that. I don't like that either. I don't like that either. And I, that's, that goes back to the lady side. Like she needs to, to show her classier side because she is, I want to see Mrs. Girardi. I'll, I'll say it at that. Yeah, I yeah. want to see Mrs. Girardi. Yeah. Will the, will the real Mrs. Girardi please stand up? Maybe we can write a yeah. request. We'd like to see Mrs. Girardi for one episode. They're still filming, right? So maybe like for one episode, we could see her in her house talking to her husband getting him his medications, whatever she does for him. And he can yell at her for, I don't know, just whatever he feels like because he pays all the bills. He can yell at her at will. It's like, okay, Pink Shade Army, let's get, let's tweet Mrs. Girardi. Please, <laughs> Mrs. Girardi, please come out. I know. Imagine not where you are. I know. So what, we got to move on to Dorit though. Speaking of showing her classy side, Dorit seems oh, all Lord. about showing us how classy she is, how rich she is, and how much of a gentleman PK is, which she said in a recent interview. She said, PK is the consummate gentleman and that the editing room has made him out to be the monster he's not. What do you think about all of that total shit? PK. PK. Yeah. Okay. I think that PK is obsessed with not only being a housewife, but he is obsessed with Lisa Renner. He is constantly bringing her up. 100%. I think that Dorit, I think that Dorit wants peace. And when she's with PK, she talks the shit. But when she's with the women, she acts like they're friends and wants to make peace between them. I think that um, the fact that neither, n- neither PK nor Dorit are owning up to the fact that they were both throwing daggers at Lisa Rinna. But Lisa Rinna is the one that's getting all of the crap for it. Yes, she has said some damaging things, but they've also said a lot of damaging things to them. And I don't know, maybe there's something in the water down in Los Angeles that induces amnesia because everybody in LA right now seems to have amnesia about forgetting what they've said. Oh yeah. Or what, or what they've done. But, um, I think that they are both playing to the camera. I think that they know they need the paycheck. I think that PK is a major douchebag and desperately wants to be the center of attention. Desperately. I mean, you can just smell it on him through the TV screen, can't you? He's like salivating from the thirst of wanting to be. (laughs) You just want to offer him a drink of ice water. Like, here you go, PK. Back off. It's okay. He, he desperately wants to be a housewife. I mean, 
this was the criticism last year, and I thought it would be interesting to see what happened this season because of that criticism, which they didn't seem to like too much. But apparently they don't care all that much because here he is back again stirring the shit, and he is obsessed with Lisa Rinna. He's absolutely obsessed with her. I like calling him Creep K because he is just so damn creepy. Like, there's just something about that man that is creepy with a capital C. He's a capital C creep. I know. I On Jenny's show last year, I called him a little statutory rapey. That was <laughs> as far as I went. I, I might uh, think about qualifying that into just taking the statutory away this year. Like, he's someone who I can picture... Um, if he was a little bit more powerful in Hollywood, we'd be seeing his name on one of these breaking news oh. pieces right now. Like PK, <laughs> definitely he harassed. Probably wishes, he probably wishes he was at that status so that he could have his name talked about other than being on a Bravo show. Yeah. I mean, so if, think about all the stuff going on in the news right now. And then flashback to what last year's storyline was about. It was about PK talking about seeing someone's crotch. Now, exactly. put that in the context of all this shit going down about these men in Hollywood. And I am not equating PK as a man in Hollywood. He's just a man on a reality show who wants to be something bigger. But he definitely fits right within that category of just smarmy men thinking that they can do no wrong. I, I can't stand his dumb ass. Because they have a hot wife. Yep. And yes, Dorit is a beautiful woman. She's gorgeous. They, he has a hot wife. He's probably gotten some tail, but that's because he had a large bank account. I'm sorry. Yeah, and let's talk about that bank account because, I mean, there's all kinds of speculation all over the internet about his bankruptcies and how his bank account isn't really what he makes it out to be. What do you think about what? that? <laughs> what did we say? That those Hermes plates were probably either rented or and she had to return them after the show, or they were just dollar store or uh, Ross plates or yeah. home goods plates yeah. and Hermes boxes. <laughs> I know, yeah. So Emily, we have a theory that they're just home goods plates in a Hermes box, and that she trotted them out, and that she probably even returned them to home goods. Let's just fulfill the entire metaphor or whatever this is called, our our fictional storyline here. But I swear to God, she wants to show those things to keep trying to convince viewers that they, they're something they're not. I mean, they rent that house. Definitely. They talked about doing those renovations. They didn't do those renovations. The actual owner of the house was updating it to sell it. And she lied about all of that. It's so ridiculous. And I'm sorry. I posted this on Twitter. That Hermes bag or no, is it as Birkin Hermes? Yes. I see. I don't even know. I, I could care so much less about Birkin bags that that bag was probably the same price as the car that my husband just got me. And I would rather have the 2011 Nissan Pathfinder than a Birkin bag. Right, me too. I would, um, no, I'll take it even down a notch. I would probably rather have anything at Costco than a Birkin bag. I mean, Costco's my what? happy place. Yeah. I, but you know what? I guess we're not living those lives and we don't have to compete with right. that kind of woman. I I can't imagine that that would be fulfilling when you do get into that circle, though, because then everybody's got it anyway. And Dorit and PK like, just seem like they're grasping. 
do you remember on Dallas when it started raining and Cameron got out her little Birkin bag poncho? Yes. It's like, if you have to carry a purse that you need a poncho for, like you can't take it out if it rains <laughs> and God forbid it got champagne spilled on it. Oh, look at the world ended because champagne got spilled on the Birkin. I know. And then, I mean, look at karma just came back around though, because Kyle and Mauricio just got robbed of all that shit in their house. Including oh, her, Birkin, her Birkin bags, her jewelry. It's very sad because she did get a jewelry stolen that was original, like her wedding ring and and things handed down from her mother. So, I mean, that's sad for anyone. But oh, when they said including her Birkin bags in the report, I had to laugh because I was like, there you go. So Kyle and Mauricio just renovated their house, but your intel is that they moved to Encino? Yes, from what I hear... Uh, they just bought a house in Encino, and which is why I was confused that they're renovate, renta, renovating, renovating. <laughs> That's PK and Dory renovating. Renovating PK. Um, she had said that they wanted to stay in their house, so they were renovating it. But they just recently, within the past month or so, moved to Encino. So I don't know why they renovated their house. Wait. Yeah, this actually is all making sense to me now because the recent robbery happened to their Encino home. So that's their new home. That is not the yes. home that they're showing that they're being she's being filmed in, that she's been filmed in for seasons now, correct? No, they just purchased this house within the last couple of months. That's the one that just got robbed. Okay. It, also, in the report of the burglary, it said that their house was being renovated their current house in Encino. So they're doing something to that house as well. And that's what they assumed the, the alarms were turned off because there were contractors in and out. So there are two, mm. there are two renovations going on. So the renovations they did to their Beverly Hills home that we're seeing on this season are maybe that was before the sale, even though she was claiming she loved the house. Right. I don't know. I don't know when they, they filmed during the summer, I believe. I think so. Yeah, they film during the summer, and then they start airing it. Well, they started airing it right before Christmas. So, okay, well, in any case, I guess the lesson is don't have expensive shit in your house if you don't want it to get stolen. <laughs> or get a really, really, really good safe. Or don't renovate your house and let people walk in and out of it while you're in the Turks. Where were they? They were in Croatia, or they were in, I don't even know where they were on vacation when they got robbed, but they were somewhere fabulous. They travel everywhere. I mean, my husband and I even have a safe and I have nothing that's priceless. So I don't know why we have a safe, but they should have had a safe. <laughs> yeah, that seems really odd to me, actually, unless they just hauled the whole safe out. I have to, I have to read more about that. Anyway, okay, let's move on to yeah. New Jersey because New Jersey was on just last night. I don't know if you saw the most recent episode last night. I did. Okay. I did. Yeah. I did. Good. So the okay. season finale is next week. What are you, what are your just overall thoughts on New Jersey right now? Oh, Lord. Um, <laughs> I think, okay, let's start off with she should, she who will rename nameless remain nameless. So it starts with an S. I think rhymes with that, Biggie. Yes. Okay. Um, I think that she got a taste of fame and it just went to her head. And 
that she, oh, I don't even know what to say about her. I don't, um, I'm glad she got the hormones because hopefully that's helping her. <laughs> I, when I was writing my notes about this last night in my phone and I typed out her name, spell check actually changed it to soggy, which I thought was very funny. <laughs> That is funny. Um, That's happened to me too. Yeah. But I I like Margaret. I like her as an addition to the cast. I think that she is witty and funny. Um, I like hearing about her life and her story. I did look up some of the stuff in the Macbeth collection, and I'm not sure if I'm going to be purchasing any of it. It is um odd looking i how, don't want to have a suit i don't want to have describe a suit. it <laughs> <laughs> like claire's boutique meets dot well, dot dot okay so she has a, a suitcase line and they have different like four or five different styles of suitcases and the one suitcase is the out of the office brand and the suitcase actually says out of the office. They have another suitcase that says on vacay. There's another suitcase that says like Chow Bella or something. Okay. It's, I I don't want to walk around the airport with a suitcase that says out of the office. So it's kind of like the fun, funky, look at me. I'm, I'm kind of hip, but not really because I'm probably middle-aged. Vera Bradley. Yeah. Meets. Um, I don't know. My seven-year-old it's, daughter's it, bedroom? Yes. Okay. <laughs> That's kind of what I would, I, I, it, it feels a little bit like, and I, when I say Claire's Boutique, I don't mean because it seems cheap. It doesn't seem cheap at all. It just seems like it's, it's, it's like that trendy, I'm going to have feathers on things, or I'm going to do a lot of bedazzling, um, in, in a mall way, but it's more expensive than that. It's very hard to describe. I think if, if you guys out there haven't looked at the Macbeth collection, go ahead and do it. For me, I agree. I don't like all that stuff with the quotes on it and the, the hip saying or the wannabe hip sayings, but I did, I have seen a couple pieces of hers that are kind of cute, not for everyday wear, but maybe like a fun vacation piece or something. Vera Bradley meets the guy that invented the have a nice day t-shirt. Yeah. Or like the life is good. No, maybe that's a little too Gridola. Yeah. Okay. So, oh, Siggy, Siggy, Margaret, I'm on the same page as you. I think Siggy has lost her mind. I think there is so much shady stuff going on behind the scenes that I won't really get into right now, but, um, if anybody wants to private message me, I can give you some dirt. I'll just tell you that it's, there's real shady things going on and that her departure from Bravo was probably um, less mutual than she's making it out to be. And it's probably a very good thing that she's going because I think we're really watching someone unravel. I mean, would you ever get relationship expert advice from Siggy? Absolutely not. (laughs) Absolutely not. And um, I did briefly listen to uh, Amy Phillips's show this morning and she said that she recently put out a statement saying that it was 
all production's fault. Yep. Yep. She's blaming production. She's saying that there's many things Marge did to her that production just erased because they want to make her the good guy and Siggy the bad guy. But it's did just you? the oldest, it's the oldest argument in the book for any, any disgruntled housewife, right? They all blame it on right. editing. Yep. Did you read her tweets last night? Something about sex in the bathroom? Uh, I did not. Tell me more. I, I, I don't know more. All I know is that she was tweeting last night and there was a tweet about, um, oh, something about the, what, uh, the camera. Yeah, I don't even know if I can pull it up. Let's talk about something else and I'll try to pull it up. Okay. Okay. So, all right. Well, let's talk about Teresa cheating. I am convinced okay. that she's definitely with Shane Michael Wirks, who anybody can look up online. It's W I E R. K-S or C-K-S, but anyway, she's she's definitely with him, the neighbor of the Gorgas from Jersey Shore. What do you think? Um, see, I've always been Team Teresa, and I don't think that she is having a physical affair. She may be having an emotional affair, but I don't want to believe that she's cheating on Joe. I mean, I know that there are were things about Joe cheating on her, but I don't want to believe that she's cheating on Joe. Now I finished her book this summer and she does talk a lot in her book about being furious with Joe, which she just recently started opening up with on the show. Um, but if you go, if you read her book, the most she recent really describes Yes. Her most recent book. She really describes how angry she is with Joe because she, you know, back before the, back before she even went to, to jail, to camp and, um, before Joe went to camp, she never blamed him. No, she didn't. She always blamed other people. It was the other people tricked Joe and me into signing those papers or they tricked Joe into doing this. But now since her mother has passed and she lost those 11 months with her mother, she is angry That's and she's like, I can't believe Joe did this to us. So, um, I, I don't know. Like I said, I don't know if she's having a physical affair with the gentleman, but she may be having an emotional affair, which is just as bad. I, I love that you refer to him as the gentleman. We should, we should definitely do that all the time. Now Shane is now the gentleman. <laughs> He's the gentleman caller. I, I will say I'm, I'm team Teresa too. And me being Team Teresa is totally 100% her ha- behind her having this affair with Shane, the gentleman. Uh-huh. So I actually don't think it's a bad thing if she is. And I don't even consider it an affair at this point because I feel like in my mind, as a viewer, not knowing these people in person, but Joe seems like he's probably stepped out on her plenty of times. And ever since he right. called her a see you next Tuesday on camera. Right. And she basically brushed it off. It made me think, and and watching him the way he treated her before he went away to camp was just eye opening in another way. I think he has good qualities. He's probably a pretty good dad when he's sober and he needs to get and stay sober, but he is, but he's a total dirt bag as a partner. And, and I think she does, she should be mad at him. And I don't think she's as, I think she is to blame as well. She should have been smarter about things, but I think she has a right to be completely furious with him. 
And I've been saying it on Jenny's show for weeks. I, I truly agree with you. I think the death of her mom put everything into perspective. And I think that she doesn't have to stay married to him because her mom's not here anymore. And she can just kind of make her own decisions now. So I fully support the affair. I say, hey, if it's physical, that's fine. He looks like a young Joe, though, which really creeps me out. <laughs> doesn't he? Oh. I, you know, I haven't seen the pictures. I, I have to admit, I have, I have to look up the gentleman caller. I, I will. Seen I'll, I'll post it again on the Pink Shade Facebook group, and I'll, I'll send it to you otherwise. But it's, he looks like a young Juicy Joe. It look like Juicy Joe now looks like someone who ate Shane Michael Wirks. It's just <laughs> unbelievable. Side, I, I'll do a side by side actually on the Facebook group. I'll do a side by side, and we can have a little. We can see for ourselves. We can judge, you know, is he going to turn into Juicy one day? But she certainly has a type. Yes. Yes, she does. And I, I found that tweet. It said, would at Andy want to meet Kathy Griffin's family member? No. So why the hell would I want to meet someone's mom who expressed her intent to ambush me? This was, fil- this was a filler scene for deleted sex in the bathroom scene. What? Okay, so she's talking about not wanting to meet Marge Sr. on this week's Real Housewives of New Jersey, which we all saw. But she's claiming that this was a filler scene to replace a deleted sex in the bathroom scene? Yes. What the hell? I don't know who was having sex in the bathroom, but... She, you know what? She, when, when they go low, Siggy goes cray. That's what I feel like. She she just co- totally unleashes the most batshit statements. That's why I would 100% agree with that. Okay, so any listeners out there, if you can get to the bottom of this sex in the bathroom scene that Siggy is alluding to that was supposed to be on New Jersey, we want to know about it. I want to know about this. Like I said, and we want to know about it now. <laughs> I want to know about it yesterday, but I will wait until until now. Yeah, but she really does just let the weirdest accusations fly. I mean, I, I let's not even get into the anti-Semitism stuff. We've already talked about. I mean, so many oh, people have uh, talked uh, about that uh, to death. But I feel like she is. Yeah. She just goes so left of center with her arguments, and she holds on to things. I mean, the cake throwing was just the beginning of it. And it just turned into a very dark season because of her unraveling, I feel like. She really hijacked the season. You know, the season started out really light. Because I know. Like, everyone has said, New Jersey has been very dark for the past couple of years. And this year started out being, like, really happy and light. But then it just took a turn for the crazy. It, it totally did. And I... I was saying that, too, at the beginning of the season. I was like, everybody should be watching this. And I really do feel like it was a good season overall. But I felt the same way. I felt like a cl- the clouds had parted. Jail was over. Prison was over for Teresa, at least. And everybody could kind of just get back into the the silly drama. And then, the, I don't know, the anti-Semitism stuff. I mean, forget it. That was just too much. It ruined the Italy trip, too, which was... One of the most gorgeous housewives trips in terms of just camera shots that we've seen recently. I mean, Iceland for OC sucked. Yeah, it totally ruined the trip for me. I mean, I was having a fantastic time in Milan, and then she had to go and ruin it. 
I know. It's like she can even ruin Milan. That says a lot. But she's off the show. She is claiming that, and she, she feeds her stories to one particular site out there. I'll let you guys find that site on your own or uh, message me if you want the name of it. But there's one particular site out there where Siggy and her, um, I'll call them her employees, feed information directly to. And this site is publishing articles claiming that the reunion is not going to air footage that would vindicate Siggy. But she's saying a bunch of shady stuff happened at the reunion, including producers and how they're in bed with Margaret. And she knows that Bravo's not going to air it because Bravo wants to make Margaret out to be the nice guy. Now, this is Siggy saying this. In other... Is the website, is the website two words and the first word starts with R and the second word starts with O? No, it's not. Oh, it's, not it's, that one. Uh, it's four words. It's four words and... Um, yeah, I'll, I'll keep it. I'll keep it off the podcast for now. But join the Pink yep. Shade with Aaron Martin Facebook group, and we can talk about it there. It's yeah. it's just interesting because they they definitely are Team Siggy, and you know different websites are are different teams. Reality teams we tend to veer toward being behind Marge, but I think that's because that's kind of the viewer demographic right now. We're all seeing Margaret's side more than we're seeing Siggy's. Yeah. It's just it's kind of how the seasons played out, so it's pretty normal. But this one site is definitely pro Siggy, and she's she's feeding them a lot of weird accusatory articles, and uh, it's just very strange because she she's making a lot of claims about the reunion. I'm very excited to see what they do show on the reunion because apparently, right. according to the blind item that was recently solved, which we all knew it was about New Jersey, uh, Margaret brings evidence to the reunion that Siggy's that someone very close to Siggy in her camp did create pretty much a Twitter army to harass people. Margaret apparently brings evidence of this, but according to this blind item, we're not sure we're going to see that on camera because Bravo doesn't want to break the fourth wall. Okay. Let's talk about Danielle. What do you think about the return of Danielle? I am not Danielle friendly. I am not team Danielle. I am one of those people. I know I'm in the minority. She is getting exactly what she came back for. And Teresa is falling right into it. I think she came back for an apology. I think the fact that she made Teresa um, apologize to her daughters was ridiculous. Um, Teresa did not start the stuff with Danielle. Danielle did that. Danielle was the one that came on season one and season two and was just batshit crazy. I mean, the bodyguards to the <laughs> charity event and the, the wannabe gangster guy what was his name the the guy with the dark floppy hair oh yeah she had him come over to her house all the time he was like her thug yeah. he was like her friend yeah. slash thug yeah and remember remember when she read she read um like a facebook post from ashley once and at the end of it said bye or something like that and she was like is that a threat is bye a threat but then yeah you know two weeks later she's in her confessional and she's like, bye-bye. Like she did the same thing. You know, I am just so not Danielle team Danielle. I think that if Teresa 
was owed an apology or if Teresa owes an apology to Daniel's daughters, which I'm heartbroken over what they had to go through. A child, the reality stars children have to in, probably endure so much oh, because totally. of what their parents do on television. Yeah. But if those daughters are owed an apology, then Danielle owes an apology to Lexi. She owes an apology to all the Manzo children. She owes an apology to the Loretta children because she has spread so much stuff about Jacqueline. She has said in a recent interview that the Manzo Loretta family started setting up tours to go past her house. I I saw show. that. Yes. Yep. And you hang know, on just a second. This dog is barking. Yep. Pause right there. I'm so sorry. One second. Okay, he's going to be the death of me. Okay, keep going about what she said about the Manzos. Yes, that the Manzos supposedly set up tours, bus tours that went past Danielle's house, which is why she had to move. I think that they have better time, better things to do with their time than set up fan tours to go past her house. Um, I, it may be true, but I don't believe it. I, and then also, I didn't know what to think of that either. That was crazy. I read all about that and how she said people got out into her yard and then people broke into her home and wrote prostitution whore on her walls. She blamed that all on the Manzos. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, Danielle's the one that brought her kids on TV. She was the one that had the book written about her. She was the one that was engaged 19 times. She was the one that made herself look crazy in season one and season two, like stalking the Manzos because they didn't invite her to a party, you know, driving past their house. Like her, Teresa did not do that. Danielle did. So I don't understand why Teresa flipping a table at Danielle, like why she has to apologize to her children. If that's the case, then all of the housewives owe all of the other housewives' children's apologies, you know? It's, <laughs> we should just start the line right now. All of the parents in a row, all of the children in another line, and they can just go down. Yeah, they all really do owe each other apologies. But, but for me, it was a moment, aside from Danielle being crazy, which I 100% co-sign on everything you said. I agree. Danielle was insane when she was first on the show. She brought all of that drama on her own head. She caused it yeah. all. She instigated it all. She was batshit crazy. So her coming back now and acting like a victim is kind of hilarious. I did like yes. I did like the fact that we saw a little bit of growth in Teresa, though, that she at least saw that it hurt a child, and she was able to say the words, I'm sorry. It was, like, shocking to me. I was like, I rewound it like, wait, did she actually say, I apologize, or I'm sorry? Because usually she says, oh, I didn't mean to say it, uh... You know, it just happened. She usually talks all around an apology. So I kind of liked that. I like seeing that from her. Do you know what really gets my goat about housewives is the way that they apologize. Oh, totally. I know. Every, every housewife says, 
I'm sorry if I made you feel that way, or I'm sorry if you felt that. It's I'm sorry that I did this. Not I'm sorry if you felt that, or I'm sorry if you thought I. Oh, totally. It, you're not you're not apologizing for how they feel. You're apologizing for what you did. For what you and did. I, yeah. <laughs> it's all of their apology, like all franchises, all housewives need to have a seminar and how how to apologize because no one on that show knows how to apologize correctly. No, on every single city, it's like it's in the housewives playbook. Like do not take responsibility when you apologize. Be as passive aggressive about it as possible. Make sure right. to make sure to reiterate how overly sensitive the person you're apologizing to is and how and how you didn't mean any of it. So it doesn't really matter. It's ridiculous. Like if our husbands apologize to us that way, and mine has actually in the past, I go crazy on him. I'm like, it's yeah. not about my feelings. That's about what you, you know, it, that's like a way exactly. to start a fight with me. Yeah. And I think Margaret did say that last night in her confessional. It's I'm not sorry if I made you feel like that. It's I'm sorry that I did this. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Oh my God. I, I like Marge. Okay, I think well, she that's... takes responsibility. Well, let's okay before let's let's just go on from New Jersey because we've we've spent a long time on that. There's so much more to talk about. We'll have to talk about it again after the reunion. Maybe we'll we'll have another may chat. I, may I ask you two questions about Danielle? Sure. Has she paid her balance at Posh, and does she know how to pronounce the word women yet? <laughs> I no one can answer that for me. I, I don't know. And I, I still don't understand why Kim D has a live Facebook during the Housewives episodes. She's not that important. Oh, no. I know. Exactly. But they, I don't know. The producers obviously love her. And one more thing, and then we can move on. Okay. Um, I honestly don't think that Dolores said that all Teresa cares about is money. I think that Danielle spun that. Think if there was a conversation, which Dolores says that there wasn't a conversation, but if there was, I think that it went along the lines of Teresa needs to get out and work to make money to support her family. So she's focusing on making money, not all she cares about is money. Do you agree with that? I think that would make the most sense. I never thought that Dolores said those words in a nasty, accusatory way. I I thought along the same lines of what you're saying that she probably said, Hey, she doesn't need to be focused on anything but supporting her family right now. She needs to be making money. Right. I'm sure she said something like that because you know what? That is the truth because Joe right. is all, he's as good as gone. He is as good as gone. He's as good as deported in my mind. And so Dolores probably just frankly said that, you know, and Danielle twisted it. I'm convinced of that too. Yeah. What's, what's Italian for bye-bye? Ciao. Ciao, Joe. Ciao, Joe. See ya. Yeah, he's going to be over in his hometown in Italy. I forget Ciao. what he visited. Ciao. Ciao, Ciao Giuseppe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, okay. How the hell do you pronounce Teresa's last name? I am still working on that shit. It's Giudice, say, Giudice. What is it? I say Giudice. And the way she, she said it in her book, she said... If you are in America, it's Judice. If you're in Italy, it's Judice. Okay. I can't even pronounce that. 
Judice. Judice. Yeah, because Judice seems but, like that would be the normal pronunciation. Judice sounds so strange when you see it. Okay. In America, it's Judice. Got it. Okay. So we say tomato, they say prison. All right. So Vanderpump rules. Let's move on to Vanderpump rules because I do not want to run out of time. This is going to be a long podcast and maybe I'll split it. Um, probably I won't though. And you can just listen to all the different sections when you want guys, but we need to talk about Vanderpump rules. I will just say out of the gate, I think this is an amazing season. It, it has, oh, yes. it's amazing. It's like totally bringing it on all fronts. I don't even care if it's fake or not. I love it. I love it. It it started off with a bang and I am hooked. Last season was a little rough for me because I just, I did not care about Tom and Katie's wedding and Katie kind of went off the deep end last year. Yep. So I, I kind of fell off last year, but I'm back this year and I'm loving it. I am too. And I mean, is it because they just came straight out of the gate with the Jack's cheating shit? Is it because, yeah, the Katie Tom wedding is over, but now there's that cheating scandal going on with Tom Schwartz? I mean, is it is it just that Vanderpump Rules is just a hotbed of bad relationships? You know, and I, I've heard it said, um, you know, these people are really friends. It's not bravo or producers bringing a group of people together like the jersey shore and making them become friends these people have had relationships for years right and know everything about each other so we're actually watching what really goes on between friends not between acquaintances and so i think that that's a lot of the allure about pump rules and also the fact that you know, these people are in their late 20s and early 30s. Some of them are in their late 30s. And they're still like doing things that we wish we could do because we're married and have children and can't do anymore. But we also did back in our early 20s. And so we kind of want to be them a little bit. But then again, their lives are just so nuts that we just love to watch it. Yeah, I think you're right. That is the that really is the allure of Vanderpump Rules for me because I'm past that stage. So it's like I get to relive it in a much more glamorous way than I ever did. But I get to relive it, you know, the before kids period when you're friends with a lot of couples and you're all going out. But I don't, but I can also judge it from afar because we like to judge our reality TV stars too. You know? Yes. Like we can judge their mistakes and be like, oh yeah. And we could like look at it through a looking glass. I think I, I interviewed Tom Sandoval twice last year, and he is, at least in the interview, I really liked him. And I know that in interviews, you really do end up liking a lot of these people, and then you see him on the show again, and you're like, oh, my God. But uh, what I what he said to me in, in the first interview in particular, we talked for like two hours during the first one, is that he truly wanted to convey the fact that they are they are friends. The, the the fakest thing about that show is the fact that they still work in Sir. They only work in Sir when the cameras are on. None of them work there anymore. The 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 most real thing is the fact that they are all dramatically entrenched in each other's lives. So I think you're right. That's why the show works. It's like they have to just manufacture the Sir drama now to maintain the real story, which is them all being super codependent. Right. And they said that they um, who was I listening to? I think I was listening to Katie maybe said that they do have 
like a four hour shift once or twice a week and that they have people cover their tables if there's fans in there that want to take their picture that the first couple of seasons they did work like a full shift but there were so many people coming in wanting to autographs and pictures that they had to cut back their shifts and also have people help them out with their tables so now they they do that they do work you know like maybe one day a week or so but yeah. um yeah but about Tom Schwartz I'm going to quote Erica Jean with this. I think that Tom Schwartz is a sniper from the side. Um, I also think that he's one of those really fluffy animals that are so cute and cuddly and then bite your face off. Oh, me too. Um, he's like a gremlin after dark. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Um, once a cheater, always a cheater. I mean, I, but she's Katie will never leave him. I don't think Katie will ever leave him. I think she's put so much time, energy, and work into that relationship that she will forgive anything that he does. I agree with you. I don't think she'll leave him either. If she didn't leave him before they got married, after she found out yes. he cheated on her, and she just went ahead with the wedding, why would she leave him now? She's not going to. And I totally agree. The sniper from the side is a perfect analogy. It's He... He's almost more disgusting to me than Jax, and I know yeah. people out there will disagree with that because Jax is truly the epitome of a terrible, terrible boyfriend and human being. But Tom is worse because he makes believe that he is a nice guy, and then he plays the innocent act like, oh, Bubba, oh, I don't know, oh, it's, I can't stand that. It's like, be evil, be a dick. And then your girlfriend just has to put up with it and accept the truth or be the nice guy. But I can't stand how he rides the fence with that. It's so duplicitous and it, it makes me sick. Actually, he, he's making me super sick this season. And I never thought I'd say that about Tom Schwartz. He's got this all shucks type of attitude, you know, and, yeah. and everyone likes to see that. Oh, shucks. But like I said previously, there's something in the water in Los Angeles that is inducing amnesia because, oh, I, I don't remember that ever happening. And the fact that, that Lala said that he called, oh no, the girl, the girl said that he called her Bubba, that makes me want to vomit. Isn't that disgusting? I know, right? It's, he is so smarmy. I feel like, oh, I feel like it's just, it's next level creepy. And also, we have to keep it real here. They are the only couple who are married right now. So yes. that takes it to yet another level. It's like, dude, you married her. You decided to do it. She even took your dumb cheating ass on and married you after your ring on a string and all that bullshit he put her through. And he's still doing this to her. And he's doing it publicly. And so, yeah, Jax is too. We know Jax. And Brittany also knows who she signed up for. But it's like Katie right. and this... Yeah, Tom Schwartz has that Eddie Haskell thing going on. He likes meeting, he likes doing the, oh, you're so beautiful to older women. He he has the Eddie Haskell thing going on with Lisa Vanderpump. Like, oh, you're looking lovely today, Mrs. Cleaver. It's just so gross to me. He's There's something there that I don't like. And maybe I, I was a high school teacher for many years, and so I often look at these young adults and I equate them to the high schoolers they were. And I just picture him being that high schooler in my class who would be so chivalrous and sweet to me as a teacher and then be um, tweeting about me behind my back and right. being yeah. a super douche to all of the girls he dated. Yeah. 
he um it, my one question is why in the world would you tell Lisa about what's going on in your private life I they probably just did it for the camera but why would you tell her I don't get that why would you tell Lisa that oh I think I cheated on Katie I Katie said I made out with some girl at the <laughs> bar, but I, I don't remember that at all. You just shook her hand to go in to business with her, to start a bar with your name on it. Why would you tell her? I, he has some strange relationship with Lisa where he, he treats her like his mom slash the Mrs. Robinson affair that he wishes he could have. Don't, I mean, he want, yeah. Tom and Katie wanted her to officiate their goddamn wedding last year which is so strange it's like yeah. they have this strange relationship with her and he really does it, it's almost like he told Lisa so that he could get forgiveness from her oh yeah I can see that as well yes you know like he's and another that weird thing, thing another thing that bothers me about them is okay I curse like a sailor I the, the words just come out of my mouth but why Drop F-bombs in front of your boss. That's something I would never do. And Tom Sandoval, he, he just, fuck this, fuck that, in front of Lisa. Like, act professionally, please. I know. I know. I can, you know what? I can understand why she was upset with them because she's like, hello. I mean, she's putting up millions of dollars, of course, which she has. And Right. They are just doing, she's just taking them on for the sake of their reality TV connection to her. And it's all just part of the show and part of her brand. It's not about them being great businessmen. It's like, stay in your own lane, guys, and just be grateful that you even ever met a Vanderpump. Schwartz isn't even a good bartender. No, he can't even, didn't he have like such anxiety over bartending one time he had to run home? Yes. Exactly. Yeah, I remember that. He like flipped out and just left the bar unattended and just went home and rocked in a corner or something. But I'm I'm I bet you that there's something on Andy Cohen's desk right now that says Tom Tom. Like that's I smell a spin-off right there. I do too. Speaking of, what do you think about Tom Sandoval and Ariana? I have many thoughts about them as a couple. What what's your what's your take on that? Okay. I have been married for 10 and a half years. I've been with my husband for almost 14 years. There comes a point in your relationship where you do become friends and you become roommates. And then you have to get that passion back. Usually that occurs around year six, seven of the marriage. They're not even married yet. And they're to that best friend stage. Yeah. Like they're to that that roommate stage. And I, I feel badly because I can see the passion he has for her, but you don't see that coming out of her. No, I don't see I think, any chemistry there. And you're right. It is more one-sided. He has it for her, but she doesn't seem to have it for him. But, but they're, I mean, look at, look at Tom Schwartz and Katie. They've been roommates and not having yeah. sex for ages and have been very open about it. It's like, all of these people are losing their mojo before they get even very far down into the years of their relationship. What's up with that? And then they're all cheating on each other. Did you want to stick a red hot poker in your eye when Tom Sandoval was talking to Ariana's 
brother about <gasps> sex. Oh my god. I actually <laughs> have heard that line in my head several times where he said, I want to see her orgasm. <laughs> I will never yes. unhear that. I was like, oh, uh, uh, I, I couldn't even process that he was saying that, well, number one, out loud on, on camera, and then two, to her brother. Yes. If anyone would ever say that to my brother, I think that my brother would beat the living crap out of him. Punch in the face, direct shot to the nose. Yeah, it, it was unbelievable my, to me. And my brother is maybe five, nine you know, he's not very heavy. My husband is 6'2", 225, and my brother would beat the crap out of Craig if <laughs> if he ever said that to him. It's, it's beyond. You know, that's what I love about Vanderpump Rules when it comes down to it, though. As long as they've been on, they still, they still have that weird, lesser self-awareness than, like, say, the housewives do. Like, they still make the messy mistakes when they say stuff, when they do stuff. I think that's why their show still works, because they, they haven't learned their lessons yet. You know? Like, Beverly Hills has become too polished for me. And then I, and then I look at Vanderpump Rules, and I'm like, yeah, you know what? Have the crazy conversation with her brother. Completely creep me out, because I'm still watching. Yeah. yeah. I actually saw all of them, all the Vanderpump kids this summer. I went to Lisa Vanderpump's World Dog Day oh, yeah. that she had. And they, I, I think it may even be on the show because there were cameras there. Um, but it was, uh, they did like a little doggy dress up show and um, a drag show, I think. Oh, but cool. anyway, Tom Sandoval is very tall. Really? And yes, Tom Sandoval is very tall. Schwartz, he's kind of tall, um, but he is attractive in person. Sandoval, not. No, Sandoval is ugly in camera and not attractive in person. <laughs> does he Lisa, have Does he have a layer of foundation on his face? I didn't notice because he had this this like um, um, Crockett and Tubbs type Miami Vice hat on. Okay. So I didn't really notice that. But surprisingly, Lisa Vanderpump is tiny. She's very short. Is she really? So she, wait, is she taller than Kyle? Because Kyle's the real shorty. She is taller than Kyle. She and I are about the same height. And I am like 5'4". Okay. Because I got a picture with her. Okay. Did she really? Oh, my God. I'd love to see that. So I, I love that you went to is, World Dog Day. That's amazing. I'm going to look for you on camera if they filmed there. I made my mother go with me because my mother was visiting and I made her go with me. Um, but Lisa Vanderpump is like stunning in person. Really? Absolutely stunning. Wow. That's, and I've never seen a housewife up close, like in the wild. In the wild. <laughs> and I, I want to talk about this person. The nicest person we met that day was Lala. Really? So what was, what was your interaction I like? Ever since I met Lala, she has been nothing but gracious to me. We've emailed back and forth. Um, she has emailed me to ask how Connor, my son, is doing. She got a picture with my son, and we stood and talked for a few minutes while we were at the World Dog Day. She is the nicest person. Wow. 
Wow, that's amazing. You never know what's going to happen when you meet one of these people who seem a little bit larger than life, right? And then they're just regular, they're just regular fucking people, right? Yeah. She was the sweetest, nicest, kindest person. And ever since then, if I send her like a um, Instagram private message, she always responds. Oh, that is so cool. I love that. I yeah. love when these, I love when these in quotes, reality stars, they're more like reality personalities, but I love when they actually remember that they're regular people and they get back to the viewers and they just interact with you on that level. That's so cool to me. Yes. You know, who inter- else interacts is, uh, Ryan Culberson. Is that his name? Ryan? Yes. From, uh, uh Brianna's husband. What? No. Brianna's husband. Oh, oh my God. Okay. I just completely switched my mind into little women LA. Never mind. Okay. So yeah, (laughs) I was like, no, 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 no. So he is the one who went crazy on Lydia's mom for the couch, the feet on the couch. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He really, he does. He's on, he's on social media getting back to people. Yeah. He, he has an Instagram and, um, I, when he got out of the military, I, um, emailed him because of my husband's job, which I won't go into because it's boring. But, um, I said, you know, if they were staying in California and I gave him my husband's info for a job because they're always looking to recruit ex-military. But then that, you know, that's when he had told me that they were moving to North Carolina. I knew they were moving to North Carolina like six months before they moved. Oh my gosh. That's so funny. So he's like active on there. If you just reach out to him, he'll, he'll get back to you. Yeah, it's really cool. That is super fun. You know who else is really active with all the viewers, all the Bravo viewers, is Leanne Locken. Yes. Yeah, she's super active, and I really like that about her. I mean, as crazy as she is on the show, I actually enjoy her on Dallas, but... I, she's, she's great. She's great. She's, she's, she doesn't take herself too seriously. She laughs at herself. She, she, you know, people will post really vile things about her and she'll just kind of brush it off. I like that. She's the opposite of Siggy on social media. Uh, When we first moved out here, I reached out to Camille Grammer about this area because I live about 15, 20 miles North of Malibu. And she responded back and told me places to take my son. She told me about the outlets in Camarillo. She told me about the different playgrounds that are down in Malibu and around this area. Uh, little farm to take my son to. That, it was very helpful when we moved out here. That is so sweet. I love that you're hitting up housewives for like actually oh, yeah, I have house, no shame. for housewife advice. That's so funny. I have no shame. <laughs> oh my God. I'm totally going to start doing that. Instead of it just inviting people on the podcast, I'll be like, Hey, I have a question about school. <laughs> Can you advise me? Except of course, there's no housewives near me in the Midwest. When are they going to come housewives. out with a real housewives of Chicago? I don't understand why that hasn't happened. I would love to see that. I would love to see a real housewives of Chicago and Phoenix. Yeah. Why? I don't understand. Like they, they, that whole Potomac thing, I, I just don't get it. I still don't get it. I recapped that show. I liked watching it, but I'm like, why are you not hitting up Chicago? I think maybe, and I speak as a transplanted East Coaster who's been a Midwesterner for 20 plus years. 
I think maybe they would not get enough crazy people to agree to it. It seems like there is a, <laughs> there's a Midwestern sensibility of like not embarrassing yourself too much or bringing shame on your family. So maybe there's that too. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But I would love to see it. I, Jenny McCarthy could, could be on it. Although I don't think she would ever, ever do it. She doesn't want to ruin her life that much. So she would be fantastic. I love when she talks about being afraid of Bethany. I know. Isn't that so funny? Cause she, I think she was actually asked to do New York, but, um, yeah, yeah. She, she doesn't want to be on it with Bethany and I don't blame her. I, like I said, I don't even think I could be standing near her. I would probably have spontaneous bladder control issues for, for real. I, I would as well. I yeah. would as well. Yeah. So, all right. Well, I love talking to you, Emily. Do you promise to come back on and we're going to talk about ghosts or we'll talk about maybe New Jersey once it all ends and we'll, we'll figure out what actually happens on that finale. Oh, I pinky so I promise I will come back because I love reality shows. I love talking about reality shows. I love judging people on reality shows. And anytime you want to have me back on, I'm available because I have a very boring life. <laughs> You know what though? You have a you have a rich internal life because you are watching all of the important shows. <laughs> like Vanderpump I, Rules. I need them in my life <laughs> because I have a six year old and I just I need some escape. And so reality is my escape. It's my escape too. Absolutely. All right. Well, I will talk to you soon and I will, we'll be posting this, um, on Thursday, January 4th, everyone go check out Emily where Twitter, Instagram. Do you want to give us your information? My Twitter is E Horlocker, E H O R L A C H E R. Same as Instagram. I don't post on Instagram as much. I'm more on Twitter, but only during reality shows. And um, if any of you live in Rockville, Maryland, go check out my brother's deli. It's called The Majestic. It's off of Shady Grove Road in Rockville, Maryland. Oh, my gosh. Thanks for the shout out for that. I forgot we had spoken about that. If I were near there, I would definitely check it out. I'm a huge deli fan, and I'm sure your brother's is awesome. <laughs> Oh, thank you so much, Erin. Yeah, thank you. And you know what? My dog is barking us out, and I'm going to just leave it on in. So, Chewy, the dog, says yeah. goodbye. I say goodbye. Emily, I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.